Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of All the WrestleManias, the podcast. I'm your co-host, Tim Hackman. And I'm your co-host, Rich Sigwald. Thanks for joining us. We're always excited to be in the studio with you. we got a fun show to, for today, a little bit of a grab bag. We're going to run down the uh, Backlash preview for coming up this weekend, May 6th. We're going to talk a little bit about the, some WWE news, um, talk a little bit about a couple of live shows that uh, one I went to and one Richard's going to. Uh, but first, just a little bit of a recap. Hopefully you caught our recent episodes. We interviewed Virginia Championship Wrestling's heavyweight champion, The Boar. Hopefully you caught that episode. That was a lot of fun to talk to him. We appreciate him taking the time coming on. Love that guy. He was great. <laughs> I think he liked the theme song that you wrote for I him. I think so. I hope so. Maybe yeah. maybe he'll he was- use it when when we're down there in June. That'll be great. Yeah, it'd be really cool. I think what you need yet is to put people yelling "bore" over the uh, over the track. I think that's the final, the finishing touch. I tried, but I just didn't have time to get it to sound really good. Um, so, yeah. like, I was trying like some AI voices and stuff like that, and it was just like "bore, bore, bore." <laughs> well, that's not gonna work. <laughs> so you should have got like your uh, you could have got your GPS voice to say it. You know, like and that weird <laughs> fake British accent. Boar. Hmm. Or, or uh, like a heavy German accent. Or boar in different languages. Boar. Boar. <laughs> anyway, so check that out. We, uh, not to spoil a surprise or anything, but we've hopefully get some more VCW folks to come on and talk to us and talk a little bit about the ins and outs of running a local uh, indie wrestling promotion. Uh, I got a chance to check out their show, let's see, two Saturdays ago. So that would have been. April 22nd at the Masonic Temple right here in Norfolk. Um, it was a good show. The Boar had his first title defense. Um, but let's see. Brandon Scott was on the card, sort of a, a well-known kind of indie guy. He's been around quite a while. Um, some good tag team action, some women's match. Um, oh, um, Christopher Daniels was there for special appearance. Uh, it was cool. It was a good show. We were in the front row. I've never did that before. Um, I was hoping to get some blood on me, but you know, Virginia and it's, it's rules. No bleeding, no bleeding, no bleeding. Yeah. So I guess, um, John Moxley can never wrestle in. (laughs) No, he's not even allowed in the state. Um, I'm okay with it. Uh, Well, so, um, Jackie, my wife was, was super hyped. She was very excited for it. We were all yelling for the boar. It was great. Um, I will say though, that somebody like Christopher Daniels, who has been, you know, in the business for a long, long time and has worked with like just about everybody. It's just the difference between, you know, even a really good indie guy and like somebody like that is, is remarkable, you know, and even, even she could like sort of point it out, like just how, just, just little things, you know, just a little bit of his facials, a little bit of the, um, the way these cells, just the sort of rounding off of some of the rough edges and stuff. It's, it's really interesting to watch. Yeah. You can, uh, there's this uh uh tiktok slash facebook reels guy um jack vaughn the professional wrestler jack vaughn i think is his name or something like that i i think i sent you a couple and he's always does these videos like differences between professional wrestling and and indie wrestling and they're always hilarious but also kind of ring true <laughs> and it, and you just kind of kind of cringe a little bit with them so yeah, no, and I, but it's, you know, it's not a knock on anybody. No. You need a place to learn. You need a place to practice. Um, so, but it was interesting to see him on the card. Um, the last one we went to that had a special guest like that was, um, uh, oh, what's his face? Brian Pillman Jr., um, who is, who is decent, but he's not, you know, the seasoned veteran that Christopher Daniels is. So it wasn't quite as, uh, you know, remarkable last time. Yeah. Christopher so. Daniels has been around forever. So, yeah. He uh, he was super nice. He took pictures with everybody. He was um, just I don't know, very casual, pretty cool. So, and then you're going to Dynamite tomorrow. Yeah, I'm night. going to the May third uh, Dynamite. Uh, so by the time this episode comes out, it'll already have happened. Um, I bought tickets long ago before I knew what the card was, just because my uh, my pal Donnie asked me if I wanted to go and. I hemmed and hauled because this time it's actually at the Baltimore Arena in downtown Baltimore. 
I'm sorry, I'm showing my age calling it the Baltimore Arena, the CFG Bank Arena. Uh, <laughs> that newly remodeled, brand new stuff that they put in there. I've heard a lot of nice things about it. So I'm excited to see that, but I don't... It's in Baltimore. <laughs> I don't want to drive into downtown, into the city. I like these shows that were out uh, in the suburbs at, uh, at UMBC's uh, little Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena thing. Um, but, uh, they're doing a big show from the new big arena. So, all right, I'll drive into the city for you. And the card isn't looking very impressive just because I hate massive tag matches and looks like the main headlining match is a eight man tag. (sighs) I just don't want to, you know, they always just turn in the little spot fests of everybody waiting their turn to do something and it kind of bothers me anyways. Yeah, I'm still excited to go because <clears throat> wrestling is wrestling is wrestling, and I will watch wrestling uh, pretty much anywhere, anytime, as long as it's. I kind of draw the line with the fluorescent tube crashing, setting people <laughs> on fire, barbed wire, ring rope stuff. Uh, but I will watch it. I will. I will watch wrestling anywhere and anytime, and I'll go to and support wrestling anywhere I can. So. I am excited to go see uh, Dynamite, and I think they're recording Rampage there as well, plus uh, the um, the AEW Dark stuff. So it's going to be a long night of a lot of wrestling. Yeah, you are never getting home. No, <laughs> I'm glad I took off Thursday. So seriously, good call. Where are your? Do you have good seats? Uh, yeah. So I think we're in like section 103 or something like that. Probably opposite nice. of the hard cam. So you might see me on TV. Not that really okay. anyone here that listens knows what I look like unless they know me personally. But I'll probably be there. So are you gonna? Have you picked out the wrestling shirt that you're gonna wear? Not yet. It might be time. The I haven't worn it in a while, but the the bloodied face of Britt Baker shirt that I got, like that was mm-hmm. my first AEW shirt. I might wear that one. Might okay. be time. Well, we'll uh, we'll be watching for you for sure. Um, should be fun. Hope you have a good time. Um, I haven't been to that new. Well, it's the same arena, right? It's, it's just the been... same arena, but they remodeled the entire thing on the inside over the past couple of years. Oh, wow. So. Yeah. That thing's changed names so many times. Uh, it was a Baltimore Arena. It was Royal Farms. It was, I don't know, what the hell else was it? It was back to Baltimore Arena for a little while. Uh, First Mariner um, Bank Arena. Yeah, First Mariner. I forgot about that one. Um, so now it's the CBGB's, Habeebies, Deutsche Bank. Higby's? I don't know. Arena. CFG. You know. CFG. <laughs> so congratulations. That's what that stands for. All right. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so so check out those uh, older episodes. Check out uh, look for Rich on Dynamite, and um, also check out our WCW Bash at the Beach '96. That was a fun show to talk about. I hadn't seen the Hogan turn before. Um, really, so you hadn't seen that before? I hadn't. I mean, I knew about it obviously, but I hadn't actually watched it. Um, so that was a first for me. Wow, so it's exciting. I know. Very educational programming here. Yeah. All right, so before we get to our backlash preview, I, I can't—I don't know who's who's excited for backlash. Somebody's got to be. It's not—I can't say that it's me. Uh, although I'm—I'm I'm interested to see a show in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Hopefully nobody gets stabbed. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, the I when was the last time they did a pay per view or, or premium live event in two thousand five? I believe that's so cool. I'm happy for the people of Puerto Rico to get their wrestling. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, it's very cool. Well, and, um, it's it's cool that they have you know one of their own, uh, you know local local hero will become a a big time superstar with Bad Bunny, um, and Damian Priest is half Puerto Rican as well, so that's kind of cool. That's fun. Oh, that's that um, explains that then. Yeah. So before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about the news uh, from the last couple of weeks. Uh, first of all, brand new title, um, belt design for the World Heavyweight Championship belt was unveiled on uh, Monday Night Raw a couple of weeks back. Um, Triple H made the announcement. Uh, his The basic line of thinking is that um, Roman Reigns doesn't want to wrestle enough, so we're splitting the belts back up, uh, and, and he's not going to be able to compete for this new one, which seems pretty obviously to be a way to get a belt on Cody eventually, but 
uh, I don't know. What are your th- What are your thoughts? Do you like the new belt? First of all, one I like. Th- I like the look of it. I think it's pretty. It's it's nice. It's it's flashy. Yeah. It's kind of retro looking. It's pretty to cool it. looking. Yeah, it's got a nice yeah. modern, but also f- flashback to the old NWA heavyweight uh, title belt. It's no spinner belt. Oh my god, the spinner belt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> and triggering. Uh, <laughs> But this is, it's a weird, uh, it's just a weird thing. Like it's already weird that they had two championships and then they finally merged them together. And now because, I mean, is it because Roman Reigns doesn't want to do something like do fighting? Like, does he have like some sort of contract thing to where like he only has to do three matches a year and half of them can be tag matches or, or what? Like, I don't, I don't quite get it. Um, and then if he's already the holder of two belts, why don't you do something with the storyline that would put a stipulation to split them back up if you wanted to do it? Instead yeah. of just bringing in a new title. Because so I feel like if you bring in a new title, it's got to be like a different thing, right? Like the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Like, like I like that concept. Like, well, it's a slightly different type of wrestling that you got to do to win the championship. Or a different weight class or something like that. Not just a, here's a new heavyweight championship title that, you know, honestly, anybody's going to be eligible to win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> except for Roman Reigns, because you don't want to put the belt back on Roman Reigns, but why not figure out a way to get one of the previous belts off of him? So now you're technically walking around with three belts, unless you're going to force the 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 undisputed Universal Championship into a new belt. Um, but I also agree with you that it seems like a, a ploy to somehow throw a belt on the Cody at some point without having him beat Roman Reigns, which is cheap. It's a little cheap. Yeah. Yeah. It's cheap. <laughs> uh, that's the word that came to mind to me too. Yeah. It's like, I, I get that you don't want to take the heat off of your, you know, your all time big bad wolf there, but there are ways to do it where you don't, you know, undermine Roman's credibility or his, his threat level, you know, like there's, there's ways to do this. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, you put him, you put him in a cage against Cody and have that match, like go a long time with them beating the crap out of each other. And finally Cody getting a win and taking the belt that keeps Roman like elevated, but also makes Cody the champion and puts Roman back in the chase. But I also get it that maybe Roman is is uh, better as a champ than a challenger. So, yeah, and maybe you know, vice versa. Cody's is better as a challenger than a champion. Um, so having having him chasing yet another belt that's not on somebody who's already beaten him fairly decisively, you know, yeah, because. Uh, is a way to do that. Cause I mean, I've, I've been reflecting a lot on WrestleMania 39. Um, just, you know, yeah, I, I predicted Cody winning the belt, but then after seeing him not win it, I kind of was like, well, I kind of get it. Like besides, you know, uh, Donnie, uh, pointing out to me that, you know, he told me that, uh, he was going to keep the belt because it puts more tension between the bloodline members. But, also, if if Cody had won it, where do you go with him? Yeah, where do you where where what do you do with him after that? Where where do you go? Um, and I can I kind of feel like that's the whole issue that AEW has with booking their champions. Like, great, you got the belt on the MJF. What are you doing with him? You got the belt right. on the Moxley. What you doing with him? You got the belt on Kenny Omega. What you doing with him? You got the belt on the Hangman Page. Like every single one of them, it's 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 dumped them instead of yeah. elevated them and make made them the face of the company. Like 
So well, yeah, it makes them it makes them basically disappear from TV, uh, and then everybody forgets about them, and then they get bored, and then they're ready for a new champion. It's sort of a right. different problem, actually, though. Like the booking is, I no doubt the booking is bad over there on AEW, but uh, it's sort of a different problem. They have so many people who are all roughly around the same tier, you know, the the folks that you mentioned, and probably a half a dozen more. Um, whereas on WWE, I feel like the upper echelon is really thin, you know. I mean, you got Cody, you got Roman, you got Brock Lesnar, um, you got maybe Gunther on his way up, but he's not there yet. Bobby Lashley was up there, but they've kind of shit all over him. <laughs> um, Drew McIntyre was up there. He's also been sort of, he's not on this next card at all, by the way. Um, and so it's kind of like, who? who's your legitimate heavyweight contender against either of those guys, against Roman or Cody, you know? Like, I'm looking through the list here, and I just, I'm having a really hard time. I'm I'm pulling for Rick Boogs to win all the titles. That's, <laughs> he's the only legit heavyweight left. Rick fucking Boogs, that's what I want to happen. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Seth Rollins is going to be the next one uh, that they pull back up into that, uh, into that uh, status, into that, uh, uh, yeah, like, but you're right. AEW doesn't have much, I guess, what do you call it? Like stratification. Like there's no, and it's because, I mean, I feel like the, the middle mid card belt, the TNT title, you know, it just, I don't know. It seems to go on to people that they actually put on the TV more. And then, you know, like they, like we see Wardlow and, but like, uh, um, Hobbs disappeared and then suddenly reappeared and took the belt. And now, um, you know, it, they, there's just a lot of issues with what they're valuing and who's moving, who's moving what. I like WWE just because they do have very clear tiers and you mm-hmm. can see when they're moving up or moving down. And in AEW, it's hard to see just because like, oh, well, it looks like they're really going to push the hell out of Jungle Boy, and then suddenly he loses to somebody. Yeah. Suddenly he's the yeah. job. Suddenly yeah. he jobs, and like what? Yeah. And then like, it looks like Brian Pillman Jr. Who you mentioned was going to get a little bit of a little bit of a run, and then he gets decimated. Even when they have an opening, like Brian Pillman, his dad, you know, was on the dark side of the ring, and like people were talking about him again, and. Um, you know, you have a, it's wide open. That's national media there. That would have been such an easy one not to fuck up. And they, yeah. 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 Anyway, well, we don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole of, uh, um, all the booking. Uh, The other thing that happened, go ahead. But like the new title thing though, if we want to pull back into, into that, uh, I've, I like the look of the belt. I think it, I feel like either Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes, or Seth Rollins are going to probably be the first holders of that championship. And then they're going to enter into a feud um, with with Cody at some point, maybe by SummerSlam or a little later, to put the belt on, this, on the Cody. Because Cody's going to legit win it as opposed to like just earn it at the Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia. And plus, I don't think... Uh, they want Mr. Homeland there winning it in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah. What I think they want to do is have it on Cody and then uh, possibly a champion versus champion match at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia and possibly have Cody have all the belts after that. That's when Cody mm. will beat Roman Reigns. So you got another year mm. of Roman Reigns as champion. And then Roman Reigns goes off to play Aquaman in the next Aquaman movie, right? Right, something like that. Or at least a stunt double or, you know. (laughs) The Aquaman stunt double. He could play the Rock's cousin in Fast and Furious 11. Yeah, that's a good plan. Yeah, I like this. All right, have your agent call me, Roman. Um, So the other thing, I I agree with you on, um, I like that. I like that as a long-term booking plan. I mean... Gonna be bored as hell with Roman for the next year, but uh, it doesn't uh, matter. He doesn't knows. show up anything. So <laughs> I did like that there was a, a series of weeks where somebody had um, a sign in the crowd that said Roman Reigns is not wrestling again tonight or something like that. Yeah, that was good on, uh, on, on SmackDown. Like, I got like that. Um, 
Yeah, it's it, it's like flashbacks to the old days of Monday Night Raw, where like yeah, where like they'd be like Stone Cold's at home this week, he's not in the building, and then suddenly the glass shatters and he shows up and beats the crap out of Vince McMahon, and like he's not supposed to be here. Like, who are you fooling? He's he's touring with you guys. Why would he yeah. not be there? Like, did you send him home on a long term vacation? Like, come on, come on. His his horse was sick. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that happened this week was and last week was the the draft. So they reshuffled the uh, the rosters for Raw and SmackDown. We won't go through all of that. Cody ended up on Raw. Um, just some of the big names here, real quick: Becky Lynch, Imperium, including Gunther, who we love, uh, all on Raw. Drew McIntyre. Um, shout out any that you're really into. A couple of uh, NXT folks got bumped up, which was interesting. Jamie. J.D. McDonough came up. Um, who else? There was a couple others here. Let's see. Putting Seth Rollins and Cody on Raw furthers my my belief that uh, um, Seth Rollins is going to get get a push here because uh, he has had feuds with all the top guys so far and has you know beaten or come close to beating everybody that has challenged uh, Roman Reigns in the past year. So. Yeah, some others that got um, that got bumped up is uh, Pretty Deadly, and Cameron Grimes got bumped up to um, SmackDown from NXT. Uh, Grayson Waller as well. Um, I don't know. La Knight is on uh, SmackDown. Yeah, I think La La Knight. I'm I've I've been seeing in the rumor papers that La Knight is lined up to get a get a push, and so. It might be, let's see, so he's on there now with Austin Theory. Um, mm-hmm. So we might get an L.A. Knight versus Austin Theory feud and put that mid-card belt onto L.A. Knight, which I fully support because L.A. Knight is a, yeah. is the boss. Let me talk yeah. to you. <laughs> Love it. He's great. Well, and the rumor mill said he's might, he might be the uh, the guy for Money in the Bank, which would put him right in the running to uh to go after Austin Theory. I was behind somebody, uh sitting next to somebody actually at the VCW show wearing an LA Knight shirt till we were geeking out about LA Knight for a little bit. It was a lot of fun. Uh, don't see too many of those out in the wild. Uh yeah, if you ever have a chance to go onto the old NWA power and watch some of his promos on there, they're golden. There's one where he's like talking about like how he's wearing it's in championship shoes and <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and like they've even nice. like occasionally referenced it in uh that that promo specifically in the commentary on uh like WWE programming, which is fun. Nice. Eli Drake, right? That was his name. Yeah, Eli Drake on there. Yeah. Um let's see. Oh Oscar and Charlotte Flair. And Bianca Belair all on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, um, yeah, we have uh, Indy Hartwell floating around in there, too. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see if she gets a little push up into there. I know they just did the, the re- uh, reunion between her and Dexter Loomis, which was heartwarming and beautiful and <laughs> creepy all at the same time. I love it. I see um, the very last name on this list that I'm looking at, which is from CagesideSeats.com, is, uh, for Raw anyways, Odyssey Jones, who I remember we kind of like – flipped for a bit when he first came out because he's this huge dude right and yeah he just sort of like got went nowhere um but maybe maybe he'll let him do something to let him do something fun yeah that'd be great maybe and then uh i see bronson reed is on raw so i could see him possibly being the next m- mid challenger to gunther that'd be a that'd be a hell of a match um between them um, Somebody's going to the hospital for sure if that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, unless they're wanting to do maybe a Gunther and Drew McIntyre uh, feud, continue that maybe. Um, but yeah. Anyone that faces Gunther, I've, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> R.I.P. We got some Neosporin for your chest right here. So anyway, so um, if you have thoughts on the on the draft or on the new belt, you can always find us on uh, Twitter at, at WrestleMania Pod. You can shoot us emails at all the WrestleManias at gmail dot com. Um, find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram, of course. Uh, we always like to hear from you. Send us your thoughts, your comments, um, and we're gonna get 
rolling right into the Backlash preview. So Backlash is coming up from Puerto Rico again this Saturday, May 6th. Um, it's from the Coliseo de Puerto Rico, Jose Miguel Agrelo in San Juan. So they removed the WrestleMania from the title. It was WrestleMania yeah. Backlash for the um, past couple of years, and now it's just Backlash. Um, Which is a good move because uh, this card actually does not look like just a third night of WrestleMania like the past right. couple of years has. So, Right. And I think we did a recap of Backlash last year, and we commented on the same thing. Yeah. Like, why, why am I watching this again? So... Um, so, so the card. A quick is, question for go you: ahead. If you're in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and you're taking a cab to the show, do you need to actually tell the cab driver the full name, the Coliseo de Puerto Rico, <laughs> Jose Miguel Agrelota? Like, do you have to like say the whole thing, or can you just say, "Take me to the Coliseo"? Like, Pro- Coliseo would probably do it. I hope so. Um, I hope so. <laughs> or just say the, the <laughs> WWE. Just or just say Bad Bunny. Yeah. Uh, take me to the bad bunny, please. That <laughs> <laughs> dude is huge. I didn't. I didn't realize, you know, how just how popular he is. Uh, I had never um, heard of him until we. I saw him on wrestling, and then I yeah. decided to Google him. It's like, oh my god, this dude is yeah. like crushing every recording record out there, and like just selling his ass off in all the music possible. And then I listened to some of his stuff. And I was like, I get it. I get yeah, it. It's not this, bad. This shit's good. It's, it's not bad. Yeah, I listened to some around the last, what was it? Uh, was it SummerSlam uh, where we first saw him? Or was it last year's WrestleMania? I don't remember. Um, and he was on He was on uh, some talk shows and stuff. And I mean, he's clearly a fan, right? So he probably grew up watching. Um, so I think it, I don't know. I think it's cool. I don't, I don't mind. I'd much rather have like somebody like this than uh, like a Logan Paul who just got famous for doing dumb shit on YouTube. Um, even though Logan Paul is actually pretty good, but yeah, still <laughs> fuck that guy. Um, all right, let's see what's on the card here. So top of the list here again, this is from cagesideseats.com. So shout out to them for the uh, info is Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. So obviously, um, after, uh, after WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar sort of screwed Cody over the next night on raw Left him laying. Uh, Cody's pissed about it. Brock's just been kind of playing the part of like the Joker lately. He's just coming around and causing havoc and then leaving. Yeah, I can't tell what they're doing with him. Like, is 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 there something more in depth to this, or is he just having a mental breakdown? Because like we saw him at the Royal Rumble, like trashing shit because he got tossed out unexpectedly, and then uh, you know. He now has turned heel by attacking Cody Rhodes, and is that uh, they're doing that to maybe Lesnar is taking Sami Zayn's spot in as like a as an honorary USO, you know? Like I don't know. Uh, it's it's a weird it's a weird move on their part with Brock, but um, an unhinged Brock Lesnar has always been more entertaining than the tame, subdued Brock Lesnar. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I support it. And, um, <laughs> maybe he's reuniting with Paul Heyman secretly or something like that. Maybe it's, there's some sort of deep conspiracy happening here, or they just want Brock Lesnar to fight Cody Rhodes. So Cody Rhodes can have another win over a top tier guy. Yeah. I don't know either what's going on. I agree with you. I'm, I'm all in for unhinged Brock. Um, he's been dressing like a farmer lately and there's a lot of meth out in, uh, America's heartland. So maybe, maybe those two things are related. I don't know. He's got um, too many teeth still for that. <laughs> that's true. Although he does have a, a meth cooks haircut and tattoos these days. Um, but yeah, he does that. He still has all his muscles and his teeth. So I don't know. Um, any, uh, so Cody wins this one, you think? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know how to like predict anything that's happening with Cody anymore. I could, I could see Cody. It's true. <laughs> uh, I could see, I could see Cody winning this possibly maybe by disqualification. Cause like Brock just goes unhinged and like it gets too frustrated snaps and just takes Cody out or the bloodline shows up and, and returns the favor for Brock and helps him out. Yeah. Um, because or maybe he suplexes a referee. <laughs> right. He just snaps. He doesn't get a three count. So 
he f fives the ref, and then that, <laughs> they call it. You know, uh, so I could see maybe the bloodline getting involved in this because they're trying to keep Cody down. Uh, calls calls Cody in a match because then Cody doesn't get the win over Brock, but then Cody still stays strong because he got screwed over, and so it builds more sympathy for Cody. But I also feel like the audience is going to get exhausted if we just keep seeing Cody getting screwed. Yeah, um, and if you listen to some of the the longtime WWE guys like like Bruce Pritchard or whatever, he, he's a big proponent of like just beating people for a long time. Um, yeah. So people get frustrated and you get to that point and then you finally let them have it. But I don't know that modern audiences have that kind of patience, you know, or that sort of ability to de- delay gratification. No, I mean, if you're, if you're on the social medias, anytime a wrestler loses, you see them post X wrestlers being buried. Oh my God. I can't believe they're burying that guy. Like, losing isn't really burying a person like it depends on how they lose and you know if 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 it was like a person that normally isn't there that they that you would expect to beat them to beat because they're on the way down as because like wrestlers are always going up and down right like we even saw that with Hulk Hogan where like they let Ric Flair take the belt and Hulk Hogan had a side feud without any championship on the line with Sid. So would you say Hulk Hogan was buried because he didn't win that Royal rumble? No. And nobody ever heard from Hulk Hogan again. Right. Uh, Like it's not like Brian Pillman jr. Who suddenly has a match with like John Moxley gets crushed in that and then disappears and then his tag team just constantly loses. So, and it's not like FTR who was, who was losing to jokers and then not showing up on TV for months. Yeah. That was the one that I was going to mention that now that's burying, right? They lost to the EVPs and then we didn't see him for like literally almost a year. Um, until the, the I, think, I feel like the crowd kind of pulled a sort of a Brian Danielson thing there where they just sort of, did it by force of will, you yeah. know, like yeah. it's the, so Cody losing at WrestleMania to Roman Reigns was not burying him, you know, so deal with it. And like, like you're right. Like <laughs> if you, if you go back and, and look at old WWF stuff, you, before they become champion, you just see them lose and lose and lose. And partially it's because they got to take the, like frequently they're like the intercontinental champion. And so that you can't be the intercontinental champion and then win the heavyweight champion unless you're the ultimate warrior. So you need to somehow have that person lose the championship. So their title run always has to start with a loss. Yeah. And he was the ultimate warrior, like the ultimate one. That's, that's the only reason that could happen. So, yeah. All right. So that one's, uh, that one's up for grabs. But yeah, probably a Cody win with something funny going on. Um, actually, looking down this card, I don't see a whole lot of there that are look terribly um, like they're set up for surprises. But who knows? Uh, the next one is the Bloodline versus Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle. So this is all three of the Bloodline now: Jimmy and Jay Uso plus uh, Baby Uso, Sola Sokoa. Um Matt Riddle, for some reason, has has now that he's, I guess off the drugs or whatever has decided to help these guys out. Um, so this is not for the title, right? Cause there's, it's a six man thing. So right. it's, they're just fighting for the hell of it. Um, I don't know. I can't say that I was asking for this. No one's asking for this. And it's frustrating to see that title, the tag title being guarded away that way. Like I'd rather see, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn immediately have to defend those titles right away on the next pay-per-view or premium live event, uh, possibly with a rematch against the bloodline or against the street profits, anybody, anybody pull two Puerto Rican indie wrestler jobbers in and have them like, I just put the belts on the line. It makes it for a more compelling show. This looks like a Monday Night Raw card from yeah. tw- 2002, right? You know, I'm pretty sure they did this shit last night on the show, actually. Right. So, right. So, I, yeah. I don't know. Usos win it because the belts aren't on the line. Sure. 
Yeah, yeah and it doesn't fucking matter. Right. right. Good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've got plenty of tag teams. I was just looking at that roster. There's the Viking Raiders. There's the Street Profits. There's uh, Ricochet and Brown Strongman. There's all kinds of people they could uh, they can match up against. But whatever. Moving on. Um, La- oh, Latino World Order. I kind of like those guys. They're yeah. sort of fun. Yeah. Um, all right. So the SmackDown Women's Championship is on the line with Rhea Ripley, who holds the belt, versus Zelina Vega. Uh, this is sort of random, I think. I don't know. I mean, I guess not technically because Rhea Ripley's still in the uh, the whatever, the thing that she's in. The thing. What the hell is it called? Uh, just, the, the just, not the Justice League. Just The Justice League. <laughs> Judge, Judgment Day. Judgment Day. <laughs> and so Lena Vega is, I guess, technically in the LWO. So I, I guess it makes sense. Um, I think... Uh, Rhea handles her fairly simply, easily. I don't see a point. Yeah, yeah, I, it doesn't make sense. Uh, oh wow, I just <laughs> I just learned something looking up Zelina Vega that she is married to Malachi Black. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's uh it's fun and uh, yeah, <laughs> whatever. You know, I'd, he's like Dutch, right? And she's yeah, um, whatever. I wonder what language she's from. Queens, home, I wonder. She's from Queens. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't be, don't be pushing her too exotic. She's from Queens. Oh, uh, um, well, who knows? Yeah, Latina. Yeah. So, but you know, there's not a chance in hell that she wins. So, nope. like, where did she come from? Where's her ranking? What did she? <laughs> who did she win against to get that that match? So a cage cage side here just says basically she made a case to Adam Pierce. Yeah, good. He said, he said, sure, why not? Yeah. Well, we got another ten minutes on the card. We got to fill. So, <laughs> sure, you can fight Rhea Ripley. All the, all the all the best booking decisions are made. Yeah. Well, you asked, so I guess yeah. you know. Go out there and get folded in half. Good job. The next one up is the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair again holds the belt there versus Io Sky. Io won a triple threat match of some sort to get this shot. Um, so I, I don't think, I mean, maybe they mix it up and change one of the belts, but I doubt it. Bianca just got drafted to, uh, to SmackDown. Rhea just got drafted to Raw. I don't think they're going to pull those belts off before they've even had a chance to appear on their new shows. No. Um, uh, I mean, EO Sky was an NXT women's champion and I like her a lot, but she ain't beating the EST. No, no. The EST is like the the woman Hulk Hogan. Honestly, she's up there in <laughs> in the charisma and the appeal and like the the super mega face kind of kind of person. So um, Bianca's taking this one. She's gonna whip her with her hair, take it down. <laughs> yeah, the female <laughs> the female. What, the, what did you say? The woman Hulk Hogan. Yeah, female Hulk Hogan. Yeah. That, that that scans actually that tracks. So, um, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, and Bronson Reed are up in a triple threat match for the United States Championship next. Austin Theory still has that belt. Remember? No, I was just I was just mentioning Bronson Reed needing a yeah. move up, maybe, and with Austin Theory now having a straight up clean win over John Cena at WrestleMania it might be time to start throwing Austin theory up into the upper echelon tier, get him mixing it up more with, with the drew McIntyre's. They obviously already put him in the ring here with Bobby Lashley. So I, you could see Bronson Reed taking the belt off of Austin theory so that Austin theory can lose and move up. Mm. So, um, Almost, but, I feel this is very familiar. I feel like somebody right. just talked about right. this. I feel like we just talked about this concept. <laughs> uh, so there's a. I feel like that that this could be a chance for that to happen, uh, just so that they could possibly have Austin Theory moved into an upper tier match in time for SummerSlam. You know, have him against Drew McIntyre or Bronson Reed takes the belt, fights someone lower on the in the in the rotation at SummerSlam and. Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley has a blow-off one-on-one at SummerSlam, something like that. Well, and the thing with the triple threat is you don't have to beat Theory to take the belt off of him, right? Like, that too. 
Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed can pin each other. Um, I would prefer to see like any two of these guys uh, in a in a match rather than all three of them. But you know, it is what it is. Um, I am very excited to see Bobby Lashley like pick up and throw Bronson Reed around because you know he's strong and can do it, and that's yeah. going to be entertaining AF to to see something like that and. Uh, Bronson Reed is a big, flexible dude. His finisher is a frog splash from the top rope, and he's like 350 pounds. So I could see them doing some uh, crazy shit in this match. <laughs> and then they become a tag team. Bobson uh, Lash Reed. <laughs> Bobson Lash Reed. I, I Heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Bronson Reed maybe turn a little heelish and join uh, MVP in the in that little stable that he's got running but yeah I like that guy yeah he's, he's legit when they Some let him good go- guys have come out of NXT the past few years when he's they let him go I was like are you what <laughs> what you took What's wrong with you, you took the belt off of him to put it on the on the guy that thinks he's Marty McFly don't get me wrong. The Marty McFly guy is really good, uh, but you took the belt off of Bronson Reed, put it on Marty McFly, and then fire Bronson Reed. That dude's a big yeah. man that can move and does all kinds of crazy stuff and is, and works really hard. I I didn't get it, and I was very happy to hear that they brought him back because I was hoping AEW would sign him. But you know, as long as he's working somewhere prestigious, I'm happy with. So yeah, as long as I can see him on my TV. Yeah, he's a younger and healthier Jeff Cobb. Yeah, he seems to have better conditioning. Uh, next up is a street fight. This is this one's probably going to be the main event, honestly, for this show. Um, it's Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest. Uh, they've been getting into it at the ringside in the past. I don't know, past couple months or so. Um, so obviously, this is the this is the only thing that's left. It's for them to settle it in Puerto Rico. It's a street fight so they can hit each other with whatever they want. Um, again, I, I don't want anybody to get stabbed. The, at least the, are they not. calling this the Bruiser Brody Memorial Street Fight? <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Too soon. <laughs> I mean, obviously Bad Bunny's going to come out of this winning, right? You don't have to. Obviously, uh, yeah. And I mean, they have to make it a street fight because if, if Bad Bunny's going to work one-on-one, it's got to be a street fight. Um, so with Damien Priest will probably make him look good. There'll probably oh, yeah. be a weird chair shot. There could be a stabbing. I could see them <laughs> like Bad Bunny just straight up stabbing Damien Priest. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to call him Damien Priestley, like what he used to go by, but Damien Priestley. Yeah. How many Canadian <clears throat> destroyers do you think Bad Bunny will do to him? Five. Over five? Okay. I was going to put him the over three tables three. doing it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I have to call it the San Juan Coliseo Destroyer. Yes. The uh, the San Juan you Destroyer. Do it on, on, be great. Onto the roof of a taxi cab parked outside. Ooh, that's a good finish. Yeah. It's a good finish, but... Hell yeah. Go yeah. out into the streets. That don't cause a riot or anything. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So this is one more uh, that's on the on the list here that we have uh, who knows there's one more um nxt and one more smackdown to go before this thing comes out so um things can change but the last one on here is seth rollins versus omas uh for no apparent reason from what we can tell yeah um i i don't know i don't know why this is happening uh, i think they just wanted they owe seth uh, another payday and they didn't have anybody lined up for him and so this is what you get that's my theory that's probably a good backstage reasoning. I'm. I think the the reasoning for this match is because we just saw Seth Rollins beat Logan Paul, right? Omos, we just saw lose to Brock Lesnar, and so if you're looking at tiered ranking kind of stuff, Seth Rollins and Omos would probably be about next to each other in the power rankings right now because of those things. Uh, so you put them head to head. It kind of makes sense, if especially if you're going to have 
my theory of Seth Rollins emerging as a, a top contender again in the mix, uh, and possibly entering into a feud with Roman and the bloodline and in some sort of chaotic, uh, means as he likes to do. And he'll possibly like float back and forth between being allied with, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn too, during all that, but then he'll won't. And then he will, but then he won't kind of Joker style, um, or hangman in the elite style. Um, so his feelings will be hurt and then, I'll cry about it backstage. Yeah, yeah. You'll start drinking. You'll start hanging out with <laughs> with the goth jobber. Uh, yeah, guild Most women and uh, yeah. But i th- I think Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins will go over on Omos, but it'll be in such a way to where it doesn't make Omos look bad. I don't know what they're doing with Omos. I don't think they know what to do with him. I think. I think the you know Vince loves giants. Yeah, he, he wants just, uh, to have. A side he attraction. To have a, yeah, he wants yeah. to have a giant on his show. He thinks it sells tickets or something. But I mean, he's not—he's not good. Like he's—he's he's getting better. I'll give him that. He's—you um, still telegraphs when he's going to miss something in, yeah. in the corner when he's running. He <laughs> still telegraphs it. We've been—I've been complaining about that for like a year and a half now. Yeah. So yeah, you could see him shuffle his steps. You know, like. And uh, they call him for traveling on that one. Yeah, they call um, him. He totally takes a different like, like uh, gate into the corner when he's going to miss. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, so. it'll be interesting to see how Seth Rollins works with him. I, <laughs> you know, yeah. like Cornette, like Cornette says, like wrestling a sofa, right? <laughs> like okay. wrestling a, re- a refrigerator box. Like, what do you, what do you do? Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, I mean, I think Seth Rollins will make him look probably as good as, as he could hope for, you know? Yeah. I think that's what they're aiming for is that there'll be a competitive match. They'll make it look competitive and Seth will pull out a tough win over Omos. Uh, and that'll help Omos. You know, he can, they, he can be like, well, I had, I came real close to beating Seth, you know? Uh, so, but that, I think that's, that's going to be my call. So, is is Seth Rollins in a close one over Omas? Okay, that's a good prediction. That that works for me as well as anything else. <laughs> so that's it for the card. So if you all have uh, thoughts, if you have other predictions, if you think we're way off base, uh, if you if you know of a secret match that we don't know about yet, you know, find us on Twitter at WrestleMania Pod. Shoot us an email at all the WrestleManias at gmail.com. Reach out via our social medias on Facebook and Instagram. Um, if you'd like the show, you want to support the show, you can always drop us five bucks, a cost of a, of a cup of coffee or a twentieth of our hosting fee, uh, at ko-fi.com slash all the WrestleManias. Uh, we really appreciate that. Shout out to Kathy for the recent donation. Thank you very much. That's very thoughtful. Um, just a way to kind of help us offset some of our, uh, you know, recording and internet expenses, uh, the expertise and the, the watching of the wrestling we do for free and for the love of it. Yeah. So. I would still probably be watching just as much wrestling as I do now, <laughs> whether, whether we're doing this podcast or not. I'd, I'd just be uh, making strangers at the bus stop. Listen to me talk about <laughs> it instead of you. <laughs> and not, not recording. It's like, this uh talking to the bums down down on the corner yeah. uh this talking to the random patrons that wander into your library hey hey yeah what do you guys think of the new belt what do you yeah. what do you think they're going to do with Cody what, what about uh what about Hangman up to <laughs> do you think Roman Reigns shows up enough on TV <laughs> they'll be like sir i'm going to call the police can John Moxley bleed anymore do you, do you, <laughs> no did you see that did you no. yeah uh, there, there's, there's no talk of Moxley versus mm. Kenny Omega on Dynamite, or is that going to be a Rampage match? Maybe I just saw it on Facebook today. Maybe it's on a, uh, maybe it's on an upcoming pay per view. It feels like a pay per view match. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, though, they give it away for free. They give away a lot of good stuff for free. So yeah. But what you gonna do? What you gonna do, brother? Uh, oh. See, so that'd be oh, May May tenth for that match. Sorry, 
Oh. In Detroit. Fuck, you got me all excited. You got me all excited. Sorry. No. I didn't mean to. Bullshit. We can cut that from the show if you want. No, that's fine. You can you can get me all excited on the show. You get me all, all worked up, and then it doesn't happen. It makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, anyways, right. so to well, recap let's... our picks, right? We picked. Yeah, what do you got? We picked Cody Rhodes to beat Lesnar in funkiness. Mm-hmm. We picked the Bloodline. We picked Rhea and Bianca to retain. We could see Bronson Reed easily walking out with the belt on this uh, triple threat match, uh, but we're kind of up in the air, not locking that one in. Um, we think Bad Bunny's going to win, and we think Seth Rollins is going to win. I think it's easier for us yeah. to put a recap so that when we come back and talk about how wrong we were, we have a very quick <laughs> reference to what we picked. Right. <laughs> you can even just... Uh... Just clip this part and put it on the next show. Yeah. Like, and now a blast from the past. And then yeah. Do, 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 do. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so wrong. So wrong. So wrong. <laughs> so top. Yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> well, let's wrap up the show for today. We appreciate yeah. everybody joining us. Um, we will be back again soon enough with uh, more wrestling. Um, you know where to find us. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. Um, send us your show requests too. See what, tell us what you want us to review. I think next up in the pipeline is, a we're going to continue a, our WrestleMania trek. I think we're up to 27. I yeah. Believe. Our March, um, March towards destiny, uh, WrestleMania yeah. 27. Uh, the one that breaks my heart. It's, it's heartbreaking <laughs> in my opinion, just because my man, Jerry Lawler finally gets a match on WrestleMania and it's against Michael Cole. Mm. <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still bitter. Yeah. Well, don't give it away. We don't want to, we don't have any spoilers. No spoilers here for WrestleMania. That's 13 years. old. <laughs> 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 hey, did you know in Citizen Kane, Rosebud is the sled? What? Yeah. Damn it. Well, sorry. Anyway. Now I got to mail that DVD back to Netflix. I don't need to watch <laughs> you it. You don't now. have to. They're out of the DVD business. You That's can keep right. it. I can just keep it. Great. Yeah. I use mine as uh, coasters. I have the whole Criterion collection. I'm just using them as coasters. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't really do that. Don't send me letters. All right. That's it, folks. Let's hang it up. All I'll right. I'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>